What does the law of God require? I just gave it to you. Right? It, I mean, it, it should be mic drop, walk off again. But it's interesting to me that throughout the scriptures, Old and New Testament, there is a reiteration on the behalf of God Almighty, either through the creation, through the judges, through the prophets, through the giving of the law, that continues to reiterate this idea that loving God includes the love of the neighbor and the love of ourselves. Some people would argue with me about that loving yourself sort of thing, but it's in there pretty much every time, starting in the Old Testament, every time this gets mentioned, it's in there as well. And I don't think that we take it quite seriously enough. But let me get to that in a moment. As you know, I hope that we've been, we've been working our way through this catechism, the teaching, which is catechesis, is teaching. This is in a question and answer format, the New City Catechism, just like many of our catechisms, the Westminster Catechism being the most famous for us, Presbyterians. And we are at question seven out of 52, so you can see where we're going. What does the law of God require? Uh, Let me read you the answer that's in the catechism. Personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience. That we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done, and what God commands should always be done. Again, simple, right? Easy, peasy, no worries. And yet, and yet, we continue to come back to these two central things of loving God and loving neighbor because it just seems like we don't quite get it. And as I thought about it, I thought about how we're created. We were created as human beings to be in relationship, to do human being kinds of things, to care for and to nurture each other, to be stewards of the earth and to care for it and all of the other creatures. According to the Old Testament, of course, to have children and to populate the earth and to continue to do all of those kinds of things. And when we fulfill our purpose, in a sense, we are fulfilling the law of God because that's where I want to go with the word law because for most of us, I don't think law is a very happy word. I mean, we want laws because of those other bad people. We don't want laws for us. We want to be free from the law, and I literally mean like from the policeman, from all of that. I mean, we want to, we want to be able to get away with whatever we want to be able to get away with because, you know, we're good people. But those other evildoers, we want to have laws about and protecting them. I mean, seriously, how many times are you driving along on the road and you're speeding and you see a state patrolman or a police officer? 
And the first thought in your head is, is he going to get me this time? Uh-oh. It's not, oh, that's just a reminder that he's keeping me safe and that these laws are here to protect me and help me to, to keep others safe. No, 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 no. It is, huh, how much is that ticket going to be? Or what am I doing wrong if you were really raised in a guilty kind of a household, right? <laughs> Good Catholic, Lutheran, Presbyterian guilt coming right out. It, we, we often don't think of law as something that is productive and good. But I want to change our minds about that a little bit in terms of like how God brought the law to being. In the Old Testament, God, through God's grace, through God's compassion, hears the cries of the Egyptians who've been in slavery for 400 years. Or not the Egyptians, the Israelites, I'm sorry. Here's the cries of the Israelites who've been enslaved by the Egyptians for 400 years and calls Moses to lead them out from slavery. And God doesn't say, okay, well, if you do this, this, and this, if you fulfill my law, then I'm going to lead you out from slavery. Huh. He leads them out. And then... As they're out and they're this new sort of community that God has formed together, God says, you're going to need some help about how to live together. Because I'm guessing that God is like, I, I know how human beings are, right? You choose to do things that aren't very good for you because you think they're good for you and not for, you know, that sort of thing. So, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give to Moses these commandments. I'm going to give to Moses the law, and that's why Moses represents the law in the Old Testament. And so, of course, he brings us what? The Ten Commandments, which we're going to go into deep detail on over the next several weeks. And most people look at the Ten Commandments because they're mostly in the negative, and they think, oh, these are to keep us from doing bad things in order to gain God's favor. And that was not their original intention. As I've said before, God is not a quid pro quo kind of being. God acts first in grace and calls us into a community and then calls us to live into our purpose into adherence to the law. And as I thought about our purpose, old growth forests came to mind. You're really getting into my crazy mind, how it randomly associates with things. We've often thought for years and years that trees were sort of solitary and separate in their way. And I, I know many of you have read about trees and have, have, have heard podcasts on trees lately because there's been a lot of talk about, about the ecosystem of trees. But especially in old growth forests, what scientists and others, foresters, have begun to notice is that there is a community amongst trees in a forest. And they found, at one point in time, they, they did some studies about, well, if you, if you cut a tree all the way to the ground, like if you don't leave any stump, basically that hurts the ecosystem. 
But if you leave a small stump, the other trees actually, because all of their roots are connected, actually send more nutrients toward that stump and the tree will regrow much more quickly from the stump than it will if you completely take it out and disconnect from the ecosystem. The one who is hurting, right, cut off, gets more resources in order to grow back. Trees fulfilling the purpose of trees. I'll go this far with the metaphor. Trees adhering to God's law for them. Now, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. The older I grow and the more I study human behavior and my own behavior, the more that I am convinced that the the reason why we have trouble loving our neighbor and loving God is because we really have a hard time loving ourselves. The person we're the most derogatory toward lives in our own body. The language that most people use when they talk to themselves, they would not use with a friend, maybe an enemy. And sometimes I think because of our brokenness, and this is the way I think we're broken, is that we think that being good to ourselves, loving ourselves is really about more money, more experiences, better haircuts, better facial products, a cooler razor, neater socks. We really have bought into this idea that to love and care for ourselves is about stuff and things, things and stuff, as my boys would say. And so we continue, and that was part of the reason for the $1,000 question this morning instead of the million-dollar question, because a million dollars sort of explodes our thinking. We get sort of altruistic with a million a lot of the time. But with a 1000 that's going in the bank account. That's going to boys' tuition. That's going to buy a new fridge. That's going to, you know, I mean, maybe things we need, but, but it, it just shows like we, we really have bought into this thing that, that to care for ourselves means more things. To protect ourselves. To insulate ourselves often even from, from the ways of the world. When I would say that what we were designed to do and loving ourselves is actually being a friend to ourselves and being a friend to ourselves means then being able to be open and vulnerable with what is going on in God's world because as we're vulnerable and compassionate with ourselves, we are more able and it's more possible for us to be vulnerable and compassionate with our fellow man. And yes, we may get hurt more. The more we are open with ourselves, the more we can see ourselves, warts and all, wonderful parts and all, the more we see that around us as well. And it can, and it can sort of throw us a little bit. The more we insulate ourselves, 
The better we think about ourselves in some ways, but then the worse we think about other people. When we realize and have compassion for ourselves about the way that we are, we begin to understand that other people are going through very similar kinds of difficulties. And we can more easily love our neighbor. Because we may not understand why they're making the choices they're making, right? But we can understand their loneliness. We can understand their pain. We can understand why they might want to push us away to protect themselves. And so we perpetuate all kinds of institutions and systems and little divisions among us that don't really show a love for our neighbor. So we have to be reminded about it. Love of God and love of neighbor are intertwined. If you, even if you want to think about that, that Chinese yin and yang symbol, like they need to work in concert with each other in order for us to be fulfilling our purpose and to fulfill the law of God. And we'll get into, can we perfectly, pervasively, what are the words? (laughs) Can we have personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience? (laughs) Just dwell on that for a while. But we are called to fulfill our purpose, to fulfill the law of God. And I think it begins with taking a hard and honest look at how we love ourselves so that we might then be able to take the step to love our neighbor. And in loving ourselves, we come to know how much God loves us because God gave himself, God gave his son in love first and foremost, before we got it right, in order to show us a new life and a new way. So may you meditate on what the law of God requires, and may you be inspired and emboldened to find new ways to care for yourself, to love your neighbor, and to love God. Amen.